أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداه وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين آمين آمين أما بعد وبريت الله عز وجل on this blessed day of Friday in the blessed month of شعبان to bless us to witness Ramadan and to make it a Ramadan of great goodness and victory and unity and peace for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the East and West. Allah maj'aluhu Ramadan fathin wa nasrin wa tamkeenin li ikhwanina fi Gaza wa fi Filistin wa li ummati habibika Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi mashariq al-ardu wa magharibiha. We pray to Allah azza wa jal that he makes within us the will and the commitment to remain steadfast upon the right path and to remain committed to the message of Muhammad sallallahu and to our commitment to the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and we pray that Allah azza wa jal allows what's happening in Gaza to cease and stop we are approaching Ramadan brothers and sisters with heavy hearts because of what we see happening in Gaza. The bloodshed, the massacres continuing. And Israel continuing to prove what we already know about it. That it is a system of oppression. Driven by a false ideology of Zionism. And we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal brings about its end. Allahumma ameen. 
after attacking and bombarding all areas in Gaza and instructing people to go towards Rafah. We see what has become of Rafah in the recent days and we pray to Allah Azza wa to make our brothers and sisters there steadfast, to give them strong resolve and iman and to give them victory over their oppressors. Allahumma ansur ikhwanana fi Gaza wa fi Filastin ala man aadahum wa ala man zalamahum Allahumma ardud aadahum ala aqabihim khaibina khasiina khazayana dimeen واشفي صدور قوم مؤمنين اللهم اشفي صدور قوم مؤمنين اللهم اشفي صدور قوم مؤمنين واصلح احوالنا يا رب العالمين as we approach ramadan it is a time of dua it's a time of istijaba it's a time of great peace in fact the centerpiece of this blessed month that's approaching us is all about a pursuit for peace that peace culminates on laylatul qadr when it comes, as Allah Azza wa Jal describes, it is a night of great salam, salamun hiya, hatta matla'il fajr. It's a time of great peace. Why? Because Ramadan makes me better. Ramadan makes my family better. It makes us better as an ummah. It reestablishes a strong link between al-abd wal-khaliq, tabaraka wa ta'ala. This link between creator and creation. Laylatul Qadr, the culmination of Ramadan is all about celebrating peace through revelation. Because my whole purpose in this existence is derived from that connection I have with Allah Azza wa Jal. Any goodness I have in my life is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Everything I read and reflect on and observe in this dunya is through that spiritual lens. As the mu'min turns to Allah Azza wa Jal, and as we as an ummah turn to Allah Azza wa Jal in Ramadan, we remember and we know full well as our beloved Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us that Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't turn away believers. Allah doesn't want pain, He doesn't want stress, He doesn't want anxiety. Allah is best aware of the oppression that's happening upon His earth. He's best aware of the bloodshed and the wrongful deaths that are happening upon the surface of this earth. As our Habib Sallallahu said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ حَيِّيٌّ كَرِيمٌ يَسْتَحِي إِذَا رَفَعَ الرَّجُلُ إِلَيْهِ يَدَيْهِ أَنْ يَرُدَّهُمَا صِفْرًا خَائِبَتَيْنَ Allah is generous, Allah is giving and He is rewarding. Allah doesn't turn away dua. Allah doesn't want His servants to feel hopeless and helpless. Allah doesn't want us to be overwhelmed with fear, stress and anxiety. Allah Azza wa wants peace for his creation. He wants goodness for us. He wants guidance for us. That's why Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, as we know in the profound hadith Qudsi, Ibn Adam, إِنَّكَ مَا دَعَوْتَنِي وَرَجَوْتَنِي غَفَرْتُ لَكَ مَا كَانَ مِنْكَ وَلَا أُبَالِي Every one of us should take this into, into consideration as we're going into Ramadan. I need Allah. I'm going to do everything within my power to call upon Allah for everything that's going on in my life, personal, private, public, local, global. I need Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O oh, son of Adam, whenever you call upon me, whenever you have hope in me, I'm there. I forgive, I guide, I provide. And none of that diminishes me in the slightest. Brothers and sisters, fear, stress, and anxiety... Allah Azza wa doesn't want that for His creation. Our choices, corruption, 
oppression. Bad decisions. That's what brings about these realities within the hearts of people. There's a beautiful verse in the Quran that describes this to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا قَرْيَةً كَانَتْ آمِنَةً مُطْمَئِنَّةً يَتِيهَا رِزْقُهَا رَغَدًا مِنْ كُلِّ مَكَانٍ فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ اللَّهِ فَأَذَاقَهَا اللَّهُ لِبَاسَ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ بِمَا كَانُوا يَصْنَعُونَ This profound ayah states to us that there was a town, a location, a people who were in utter peace, utter security. This is speaking about the people of Mecca, by the way. Immersed in Allah's blessings. Everyone around them in Al Jazeera Al Arabiya was feeling fear from all of the feuds and conflicts and, and the infighting between them. But Mecca remained a safe haven. Why? Because it's Baladillah Al Haram, because of the Kaaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the blessings they had, the blessing of peace. Not having fear when you go out of your house is an immense blessing that sometimes we underestimate. Not having fear when you walk out of your house that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be hit by a sniper rifle or hit by a bomb when you're sleeping with your family. That's a blessing that sometimes we underestimate the brothers and sisters in Gaza. They've been trained and conditioned to get used to those things. Destruction left and right. Even the children of Gaza, they've been conditioned in a very, very special way. Fear, brothers and sisters. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal, the one who sought to put fear in the people of Gaza. Find fear in their hearts to the end of their days. May Allah Azza wa Jal make fear in their hearts that never separates from them. As they've caused fear to innocent little kids who do not deserve to ever experience what they've been exposed to. Brothers and sisters, فَأَذَاقَهَ اللَّهُ لِبَاسَ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ بِمَا كَانُوا يَصْنَعُونَ In this ayah, there's a clear warning and a clear threat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Bad decisions of the people of that town, Mecca, they had great blessings. The greatest of these blessings was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they beat and brutalized Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions until they went to Medina. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah caused them to feel the garments of fear and the garments of hunger because of what they did. What does that mean, garments? Just like my clothes are, 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 are fully covering and encompassing my body, that sense of fear will never separate from them. That's, there's a metaphorical speech in this verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing to us. Allah doesn't want fear for His servants. Allah doesn't want stress and anxiety for us. One of the greatest blessings of being connected to Allah Azza wa Jal is it washes away. Feelings of stress and anxiety and worry when I realize that as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I'm under His care, I'm under His supervision. When I'm incapable, He's capable. When I don't know, He knows. When I am blindsided by life, He's fully aware of what's waiting around the corner. Tomorrow, after tomorrow, next week, and the next month after that. The believer 
And we see this in our brothers and sisters in Gaza, mountains of Iman. The believer, when he realizes this divine link and connection with Al-Qawi, Al-Alim, Al-Qadir, Al-Khabir, Al-Qadir, Al-Qadir, Al-Muqtadir, when he realizes this divine link with Allah Azza wa Jal, this causes an overwhelming sense of peace. That people who have all of the military technology, all of the wealth and affluence, all of the power and position they could ever dream of in this life will never feel, feel that sense of security. Brothers and sisters, this is the product of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created fear, sadness as natural realities, part of our humanity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنَّهُ هُوَ أَضْحَكَ وَأَبْكَ He's the one who caused people to experience joy and He's caused people to experience sadness. But Allah doesn't want sadness for us. But part of realizing joy is needing to undergo the pain of sadness. There would be no value in joy if there wasn't any pain and sadness. فَالْحُزْنُ وَالْفَرَحُ أَمْرَانِ فِطْرِيَّانِ خَلَقَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي وُجْدَانِ الْإِنسَانِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created these things within our design, our natural design. But the question is, not all fear is the same, not all sadness is the same. What elements of this should I have in my heart? What should make me sad and what shouldn't? When must I be sad? When is it constructive and when is it destructive? Is sadness healthy? What are the harms of sorrow? Brothers and sisters, there's something important to realize. Even though sadness is a natural reality within human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whenever He mentions it in the Qur'an, it is always negated or prohibited. As Imam Al-Qayyim, He says, وَلَمْ يَأْتِي الْحُزْنُ فِي الْقُرْآنِ إِلَّا مَنْ عَنْهُ أَوْ Whenever you find Quran, the Qur'an mentioning or speaking of sadness, you find that Allah either is trying to remove it, or Allah is negating it. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Don't be afraid, don't feel weak, and don't feel sad. Telling his Prophet, Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wa Don't be sad about their condition and circumstance. لا تحزن إن الله معنا. The Prophet ﷺ saying, Sayyidina Abu Bakr as they were in the cave, don't be sad. Allah is with us. And Allah negating it. Like in the verse, فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ The believer when he dies. Right? All of the factors leading up to that death. Whether it was through traumatic circumstance. And a lot of fear. Like in the midst of war. Like the war on Gaza. All of those factors leading up to the death that have, may have caused fear or sadness, all of those are washed away, eliminated. As soon as the angels come to take the soul and they are instructed to say, No more fear, no more sadness. And for you, now is Jannah. Why is sadness something that is sought to be eliminated from within us. Allah created it. Why are we meant to be rid of sadness? He says, وَسِرُّ ذَلِكَ Why is this? 
أن الحزن يقطع العبد عن السير إلى الله ولا مصلحة فيه للقلب وأحب شيء إلى الشيطان أن يحزن العبد ليقطعه عن سيره ويوقفه عن سلوكه قال الله تعالى إنما النجوى من الشيطان ليحزن الذين آمنوا وليس بضارهم شيئا He says very beautifully and profoundly that sadness when it settles in the heart and it's not positively directed it becomes this negative presence within. If I allow sadness to stay within me and I don't redirect it in a constructive way, what's going to happen? It is going to become this toxic presence within that gives the shaitan access to me. Why? It's going to cut me off from continuing to pursue Allah's pleasure. It's going to stop me. It's going to hinder me and inhibit my progress. That's why the Quran says that the shaitan seeks by certain means to trigger sadness. Ah, I've done something wrong. Sadness is triggered within so that it may lead to despair. I see bad things happening around me. The shaitan wants me to be so overwhelmed by my reality that you know what? I just feel like I am paralyzed. As we're going into Ramadan, brothers and sisters, keep this in mind. Fear could be paralyzing. Sadness can be paralyzing. Many people find themselves in their circumstances in life, like even though they are technically fully healthy and well and able, but because of how paralyzed they are of the fear of the unknown, or the sadness of their circumstance, they find themselves in despair. I can't move. I don't know what to do. I can't do anything with my life. I don't know how to proceed. Brothers, if you see any spaces uh, ahead of you or between you, please fill the rows. Jazakumullah khair. Ifsahu yafsahillahu lakum. Please fill in the rows. Jazakumullah khair. Brothers and sisters, fear and sadness. Look at this. One of our salaf, he says, his name is Ibrahim ibn Adham. He says, Al-Huznu Huznan. Fahuznu Laka wa Huznun Alaik. There are two types of sadness. One that is in your favor and one that's against you. Fal-Huznu Ladi huwa lak Huznuka ala al-Akhirah. Wa khayriha. The sadness that is in your favor is sadness that is otherworldly. Meaning that when your mind is thinking about the Akhirah, the realities of the grave, the realities of Jannah, the realities of hellfire, of the day of judgment, feeling sad of being, of the thought of being left out of the highest stations in the Akhirah, fearing that you might miss out on the goodness of what Allah has, that's, that's sadness that's good to have. Yeah, feeling sad that you missed out on doing something good, fasting a day, praying a night, being in the masjid, contributing to something good for people, for humanity. The huzn and the sadness that is against you is sadness that is of very little meaningless value, of worldly things, fleeting things that were never meant to stay. Brothers and sisters, when I think of Gaza, with all of the things that surround it, that is what should settle in my heart. Gaza and what's happening there has become 
a breeding grounds for the akhirah. Yes, don't expect a lot of material prosperity to come in the next months or the next years from Gaza. It has been destroyed to the point where it will take years of rebuild from the actions of these oppressors and what they've done. But Gaza has become a breeding grounds for the Akhirah because it has the capacity and it is inspiring the, the hearts of conscious people. Brothers and sisters, I should not be sad realizing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared the people of Gaza for. I should be sad. I should be sad of the fact that I can't do more to strengthen the ummah of Muhammad and really make a difference in the short term. That should trigger my sadness. I should be sad about that. That's something virtuous to be sad about. That I can't see an end to oppression today before tomorrow comes. These are things that the Prophet was sad about. The Prophet the Qur'an had to advise him and instruct him. Whoever disbelieves, don't be sad at their disbelief. Because the Prophet ﷺ by nature had heavy emotions to people who made destructive decisions for themselves. As the Prophet ﷺ was described. These are all things that triggered the Prophet ﷺ's sadness. Prophet ﷺ, when he saw oppression taking rise, that made him sad. It should make me sad too. But that sadness should be directed in a constructive way. We know from the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there was an incident where, it was an incident of betrayal and ghadr. That it was said that 70 of the companions of the Prophet were killed in Bi'r Ma'una. And they were betrayed. The Prophet ﷺ had sent these 70 individuals back with a people who claimed to be Muslims. And he sent with them as teachers and guides. And these people betrayed and killed and massacred the entire group of 70 companions. The hadith says, فَحَزِنَ and Sayyidina Anas, he says, Prophet وسلم, was overwhelmed with sadness for these 70 uh, companions who were massacred. And he continued to make dua against their killers for an entire month in Qunut al-Nazil as we learn it from the sunnah of the Prophet That's how the Prophet directed his sadness. Yes, we're overwhelmed by sadness of how Israel could get away with what it gets away with. And it has the cover and protection of the corrupt powers of the world. One of these corrupt powers is the leadership of our country. That triggers our sadness, brothers and sisters. But then we find the Prophet ﷺ teaching us as an ummah. Hey, you know what? This sadness needs to be directed to Allah. He began making dua and dua and dua against their oppressors for an entire month throughout, throughout the salawat in Qunut al-Nazila. As Ramadan is approaching, brothers and sisters, this should be at the top of our minds. 
I'm going to make dua this Ramadan like I've never made before. I'm going to truly pursue erasing fear, stress, anxiety from my personal life and from my public life. I am going to really pursue making dua to the fullest for the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam. Maybe this Ramadan will be a different Ramadan. Maybe this Ramadan will be actually the beginning in which the tide turns and the demise of the oppressor, the demise of the oppressors actually begins. Brothers and sisters, if we're meant to be an ummah of peace, an ummah that celebrates peace, and that peace is found within our hearts, then I really, really need to ask myself, what is triggering my anxiety? Is anything triggering my anxiety? What's triggering fears within me? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me and He made me an insan. And that's because I need uns. I need to find that peace within. I need to feel fulfilled in my life. How is that going to happen? What do I need to come about in my personal life for things to start changing? For the grief and the concern to subside. For me to figure out the things that are triggering mental health issues within me. What is it? Is it the loneliness? Is it depression? Is it spiritual problems? Is it confusion? Lack of direction, lack of purpose. Brothers and sisters, these are things that affect us on every single level. When you're talking about individual decisions or even at the level of the ummah. If someone could really tell us what is the solution to all of our problems and do X, Y, and Z and the condition of the world as we know it will quickly change like this. It would cause a lot of relief, but it's not that easy. It's not that easy. There's a lot of confusion, lack of direction, lack of purpose that plagues our hearts, that triggers these emotions and makes them overwhelm us. Brothers and sisters, as Ramadan is coming in, and if I realize it is the month of profound peace, let me try to seek this peace in Ramadan. Let me try to seek it in my heart. Let me try to seek it for my home. Let me try to seek it for my children. Let me try to seek it for the Ummah of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, that, that great goodness that was in the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spread to the four, far corners of this earth when the generation of the companions was as unique as it was. They were an, a, a, a generation of profound connection with the Qur'an, profound connection with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Profound connection with Allah Azza wa Jal. That's what makes life unique. That's what make, makes us as an ummah special. We're an ummah that's meant to spell, celebrate the spiritual realities within. An ummah that pursues peace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants peace for His creation. True peace. Enduring peace. That starts with removal of harm. Removal, removal of the causes of fear. Removal of the causes of stress and anxiety. A lot of these are relating to perception and understanding and outlook. Pray that Allah Azza wa Jal, brothers and sisters, blesses us to see Eid with Gaza, Palestine, Jerusalem, all liberated. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about a sense of brokenness in the hearts of the oppressors that never allows them to recover from it. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma azil dawlatahum. Allahumma hazim jam'ahum. Allahumma hazimhum wa zalzilhum. Wa zalzil al-arda min tahti aqdamihim. Wa la taj'al lahum sarfan wa la nasra. 
اللهم ربنا أنا نسألك ببركات هذا اليوم وهذا الشهر وبركات شهر رمضان القادم أن تجعله رمضان فتح ونصر وتمكين لأمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ربنا إن ضعفاء فقونا اللهم إن إن مكسورون فجبرنا اللهم ربنا إن مكسورون لما يحدث لإخواننا في غزة فجبرنا واجبر كسرنا يا رب العالمين وأبرم لأمة حبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إبرام رشد يعز فيه أهل طاعتك ويحكم فيه بشريعتك يا رب العالمين آمين آمين وأخذنا الحمد لله بعيد الله وأنتم موقنون بالإجابة الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد أشرف الخلق وسيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون أما بعد brothers and sisters you could link all of the teachings of Islam back to this great pursuit of peace Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't want harm for his servants in fact one of the great principles in Islam one of the great qawaid fiqhiyya that we learn from the hadith of Prophet says, La darara wa la dirar. The centerpiece of Islam and Iman is all about removal of harm. Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't want us to be a people who seek to inflict harm. And He doesn't want us to experience harm ourselves. La darara wa la dirar. The whole idea of halal and haram, the whole idea of spirituality in our deen is all about. Preserving benefit, preserving goodness for people, as the Prophet ﷺ's mission was described. وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِثِ That the Prophet ﷺ was meant to make al-halal al-tayyib accessible to us and make that which is khabith and detrimental to our beings haram upon us. The whole idea of Islam's message, brothers and sisters, is centered on causing or leading to a path that will give overwhelming peace to people. As Ramadan is coming, I need to consider how committed I am to that message and that mission that will lead to peace for me in my life. Is my stress and my anxiety by my doing? Is my sadness that I am allowing to fester within me really worthwhile? What do I need to change? What modifications do I need to make? What do I need to shift about me, myself, and I that will make my life different? Every one of us needs to think like this because there are always things that we need to fine-tune and modify. Every single one of us, brothers and sisters, as members of the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam, are responsible for guarding this sense of peace within us, within our homes, within our community, and actually becoming callers to the sense of peace within the hearts. Wallahi, it's something that attracts people to Islam. Wallahi, people are coming into this deen every single day when they realize how Islam truly fulfills the inner realities of our soul. How it makes people feel whole. How it truly makes me heal emotionally. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal, brothers and sisters, to allow us to actualize this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to give thought to the causes of true peace and remove from our hearts fear, anxiety, and worries. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us an ummah of goodness and khair in everything 
that we're involved in and invested in. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better us and better the conditions of humanity through us and better the conditions of our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza and in the far corners of the Ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with our brothers and sisters in Sudan, our brothers and sisters in Syria. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our brothers and sisters in Yemen and in Iraq and in Burma and Kashmir and other parts of the world where they're feeling pain and anguish. We ask Allah azza wa jal to give all of that healing by the blessings of being connected to Him and connected to each other. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واعف عنا وتجاوز عن سيئاتنا اللهم اغفر لصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا وشاهدنا وغائبنا اللهم نحيته منا فحيه على الايمان ومن امته منا فامته على الاسلام اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا اخره واجعل خير عملنا خواتمه واجعل خير ايامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وانت راض عنا امين امين واخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين واقم الصلاه الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيم ورحمة ورحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض أثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس واشتاتا ليروا أعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر 
Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله